for the players. I'm Ryan Betson. I'm Max Cooper. And this is For The Players, the pop culturist PlayStation podcast for the 40 years of playing PlayStation and 10 plus years that games media combined. I'd like to thank you for joining us in this PlayStation conversation. This PlayStation conversation happens every Monday morning at 8am Australian Eastern Standard Daylight Savings Time on podcast services including Apple Podcasts and Spotify and 9am Australian Eastern Daylight Savings Time on those YouTubes. If you'd like to join us in future conversations with us, you can. Come and check out all our socials, Facebook, Discord, Instagram and Twitter. All of those links can be found in the description below. If you want to join the conversation as it happens, head over to twitch.tv slash thepopcultures where you can watch us record this show live where you can jump in the chat and become part of the show. If you want to support the show, you can by telling your friends, telling your family about this PlayStation podcast. If you are listening to us on podcast service, be sure to give us a five-star rating and a written review. If you're watching us on YouTube, be sure to like, subscribe, leave a comment below. I endeavor to answer every single comment. And if you want to support us financially, can at patreon.com slash thepopcultures, as well as our merchandise store, popcultures.com slash shop, where you can buy shirts and other assorted shit with our logos on it. So we are here at PAX Australia 2022. We're here at uh, the little podcast booth organized by the team uh, of Fid McAwesome and what was it, Janders? I forget how to pronounce it. We're in a, we're in a little booth. So, uh, yeah. How's PAX, man? PAX is good. At the moment, I've got this weird fucking mad echo in my head between your voice and my voice. I'm yeah. going a little bit crazy. Could be just PAX over the weekend. Yeah, it's, it's, it's horrendously been... sleep deprived and all that fun stuff. And... Yeah, it is. We, we are. Like, I most certainly am quite sleep deprived. I've had a very big social weekend. And uh, yeah, it's it's just good to to be here again. Yeah, because well, like I think after three years and a whole global bastard, we're finally able to you know see people and play some stuff and and uh, yeah. So essentially, this is a different episode to what we normally do. Normally, we talk about the news and all the sort of stuff that happened this week. We're just going to talk about our PAX weekend experience. So maybe a short episode, or maybe a long episode. We'll just see where it takes us. But um, yeah, Max. We'll break down into specifics in a moment, but overall, how's how's your weekend? How's it going? So obviously, this was the first weekend for me being media, so you know it was exciting. I got to I got to put a lot of faces to names that I've known for a while now, which was awesome. You know, everyone's really lovely and you know welcoming, and some people were uh, completely different to what I expected, and you know not always in a good way. It's been it's been really good. I've met so many people that uh, I have the memory of Goldfish, so almost everyone I got introduced to this weekend, I forgot their name almost instantaneously. Um, I got my photo taken with a bunch of people that I just, for the life of me, cannot put names to faces again. And uh, it's just been it's just been a roller coaster. I've just I've just been running from one side to the other, just you know looking at looking at all the booths, checking out the indie stuff, checking out uh, all the all the different booths and all the all the tabletop stuff, all the, it's just everything. It's just, it's overwhelming to a degree. And at the same time, I also feel like I've done nothing at all. Yeah, very, very much so. So like, I'm in the similar space. Like for me, this has very much been a more social packs than ever before. So previously there was always sort of something that I was really looking forward to, what I really wanted to cover. Uh, and this, this year, I guess the nature of, we'll get into it in a little bit, but like a lot of the big guys aren't here. So it kind of forced us to reconsider like how we're going to work the venue. Um, so, and as a result, I just went, well, I'm going to, I'm going to, 
gonna do I'm gonna do me. I'm gonna go chat to people. I'm gonna have I'm gonna have a good time and I'm gonna enjoy being pretty for packs. You know what I mean? Because that's the thing. I've talked about it on this show for like three years now, right? And I've finally done it. I was able to walk through those doors on Friday and be pretty for packs. And it was really weird. And I'm going to get super emotional about it for a hot minute. But as you should go, ugh, you put your head down. No, but uh, like, this is a massive live thing. Your, live your moment. Live your moment. Do it. Yeah. So, for those of you that know, so I, I started 2020 in the idea of wanting to be pretty for packs. I wanted to be as thin or as unrecognizable as I possibly could be come October of that year, knowing that when I come to an event like this, there are people that I don't see ever until that one event. So for me, the idea was, let's be unrecognizable, let's be different. Then of course the global pandemic kicked in. So what became Pretty for Packs became Pretty Packs for Two, Thinner with a Vengeance. Oh, that was the second one. Pax Harder was the second one. And the third one was Thin with a Vengeance. And here we are. So yeah, Pax, Pretty Pax 3, Thin with a Vengeance. Uh, I made it happen. Now, I, I, I'm not the thinnest that I was. That was November of last year. And I, that's when I hit my goal. And over the last year, I've well, just shy of a year, I've gained a little bit of that back. So I'm not quite as pretty as I would have been if we did this last year. But I'm weirdly okay with that. I thought I, like I, was, I, was, a bit, I was a bit miffed about it. Like, oh man, I have slid back a little bit. But it's one of those things, you know, I look back at where I was in 2020 and where I am now, and it, it's still a win. Yeah. It's just, it's not like the full, the full ladder as it once was. I did fall down the rungs a little bit, but I still got to be there and I got to walk through. And, and the big thing, the biggest thing I'm having the, the, the trouble with in, is because as, as you all know, a lot's, a lot's happened um, in that time for me. And this feels like such a weird closure of a chapter of my life in a number of different ways and it's been very difficult to to process that and I don't quite know how to work with that and I'm that's probably one of the biggest challenges I've had this weekend is you know I'm closing a chapter but what if I'm not quite ready to close that chapter yet but I have to that's tough you know and it's not like it's because a, a bunch of things connected to it. it's not just being thin I'm not gonna be like why well, don't want to close this chapter let's get fat I mean like it's just it's a couple of different things in, in, in play. But yeah, it's been really good to, to come here and, and see my see my people and um, yeah, it's just it hits differently this year. And you know, but like it's 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 fascinating. There's like little achievements um, just by being prettier for packs. <laughs> uh, you know, like walking around, my body isn't aching as much like it used to, I'm sweating a whole lot less. Um, on <laughs> on Friday night, Buddy, everyone knows Buddy, uh, he and I decided to run um, from here at the convention centre to GGEZ, which is the bar, because we wanted to see if we could outrun an Uber. Gave it a red hot go. Didn't. Didn't win. But we did. Something I certainly wouldn't have done two years ago, three years ago. So, like, for, we, for me, that's weirdly an achievement in and of itself. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it's... It didn't initially have the the good feeling of closure that I thought it would. It's actually been quite a unsure emotional feeling. I don't know how to explain it. But, um, but yeah, I'm here. I've done it. That's well, it. I mean, to a degree, congratulations are in order. You know, you, you set yourself a goal and, and you did achieve that goal. There's, there's, no, there's no question about that. But yeah, it has been, uh, just watching you over the weekend has been interesting. 
Oh yeah. Like it, like you you can tell your moments and like you know. Like I, I spoke I spoke to I spoke to Ali about this last night because mm. um, we we had an event on last night that we went to and um, I left after about an hour an hour and a half two hours and Ali's like I, I expected you to be there a lot longer and I'm like it's weird I it was like uh, imposter syndrome to a degree because mm. like although like like I said to, to, to begin the show like I, I put a lot of faces to names and, and although everyone was awesome and welcoming and, and whatnot. To a degree, I still felt out of place. Yeah, because the first like, because like, you know, you guys have been friends for a long time. You guys have been in this industry for a long time, and you guys are swapping old world stories. And I'm just like, as fascinating as it is, and as awesome as it is to be included in in, in the stuff that we did, I was to a degree still on the outside. Yeah, like if you know what I mean. Like, yeah. and, and again, you know, not to not to put any like everyone was super welcoming and awesome. Like, I don't want to. Um, I want to reiterate that it wasn't it wasn't that I didn't feel included in that way it was just it was just one of those things it's mm. like it's like when you introduce a new friend to a different friend group and and for the first couple of times they're just going to be a little bit standoffish and it's yeah. just, just you're just not quite sure yeah. like oh, to, a, a, to a degree I was I was travelling backwards and forwards from, from uh, Geelong to Melbourne catching trains and whatnot. so possibly had I have crashed here and, and gone out with you guys all the nice you guys went out maybe things would have been a little bit different yeah I can attest to that one of the first years that when we didn't stay and I, would, I just hiked back every day I did feel off because yeah. you feel like disconnected because everyone's having fun and you're, but like you, you know every, every time someone walked past me in the in the event hall they stopped me they're like hey man how's it going you know how how's your packs been what have you been up to like everyone was awesome like, yeah. absolutely awesome um, but yeah it was just it, it, it it was just me. Like, it was just me. It's just yeah, what Yeah, no, I can it's certainly understand that, especially when it comes to that imposter syndrome stuff. Like, um, you know, there's something, yeah, we're rubbing, sh- rubbing shoulders <laughs> with, like, a bunch of different people. And in our space, like, I, there are a lot of people that I really, really respect. They'll be able to sort of, you know, attend the same events as them and just have, you know, be in the same space mm-hmm. as these people. Like, an example. So, um, Friday night, we all went out for... Uh, the the media media night it's pretty low key ran into a bunch of PR people that I haven't seen in years they remember me like it was the day before chatting asking about my kid all these different things it was great last night uh, the team over at PlayOn uh, they invited Max and I to a little Oktoberfest shindig at the the, the little Munich brew hall thing here um, and it was really really cool so like you may not have known all the faces but in that room there was like the echelons of like yeah well media. I mean I was I was hanging out with um Padge and Cuso from Play 2 and they're just like that's this person that's this person that's this person that's this person and I'm just like that's insane yeah and you're like hey that's this person from Press Start one of the biggest outlet here in Australia <laughs> shortly after like here I am standing with Ethan from Tag Mods chatting to Steph uh, sorry um, Hex Hexter, you know from Good Game mm. and then like Nick and the, like, the whole Good Game uh, crew or Back Pocket now crew rocked up and they're all drinking and we're, we were there until like the last like them myself and Huzo and, and like Ethan were all the last people so they went Hey, we're shutting up. All right, we all just went across and drank at the venue across the road. Yeah. You know, it's just like one of those things like you're in the same space and you're talking and it's like, I guess it's one of those things like, oh, because you're invited, we're all equals. Yes. It's a great unifier. And yeah, especially as like self, like, because even me, uh, and I, I'm not like trying to like, share my story to, to outrun yours, but it's just like, it's in the same space. Like when I first started, it had felt exactly like that. Because I'm like, how the, f- how the fuck did I get in here? 
Yeah. Why am I in here? <laughs> and even now, like, yeah, we've done this for X amount of years. Our growth has slowed. You, know, you guys can all help that out, by the way, and make it better. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, you know, our growth has slowed. Where we, we hit our peak a couple of years ago, really. But we're still lucky enough to be in a position where we're invited to do these cool things and, and meet with these people and have chats. And, um, but it feels really weird because everyone else is different echelons. Yeah. And we're here. And we're happily just like lower tier. You know, and we do what we do and we have the community that we have. And a big thank you to you guys. And um, yeah, so I, I can totally get that. Totally yeah, get it's, just, it's just one of those things. Like, I'm sure, I'm sure it's nothing, but it's just, yeah, it was, just, it was just weird. I just had this sudden... It just hit me last night. I was like, whoa. Yeah, it's weird. No, I, I feel like I, I 100% do because, like, yeah, I, I, I still get it myself like, but, now. But, you know, everyone's been... Everyone's lovely. Like, everyone's so, everyone everyone's so, nice. so chill and down to earth. Yeah. And, like, it's just... It's awesome. Yeah, no, it, really it's, is. It, is, it is really, really good. And, like, there is such a, a sense of community like that, especially over this weekend with PAX. Because, yeah, we none of us have seen each other for three years. And, like, that's everyone in this room. Yeah. So everyone's just, like, happy and just want, and so ha- so good to be here. You know, it's just... I don't see... I haven't seen anyone be a dick. Like, I've seen no aggression. Like, yeah. Not just in, like, the, the media side, but I'm talking in, like, the just crowd. Just the general... Ev- like, it's just yeah. being... Everyone's really kind and, like, aware that there was, like, oh, hey, you know, and they're, like, no one bumping into each other. And, like, because, granted, everyone's going to get fucking COVID from this. It's going to happen. But, like, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's cool energy. It's cool space. But, um, yeah, especially because it had to be surreal community-driven this year because there wasn't much here. No. So we'll get into the game side of things. So straight off the bat, if any of you have watched the, the, the tour that we did, thank you, by the way, uh, we, we, you'll notice very quickly that a lot of the big hitters aren't here this year. There's no PlayStation. There's no there's no Microsoft. There's no Nintendo. No Activision, EA, Ubisoft, 2K. Any of the big hitters, none of them are here. Like the ones that were here. The, the biggest guy is here play is playing on in Square, and Square's just running yeah. Final Fantasy. So it's not even Square as a collective. It's just it's Square. Just Final yeah. Fantasy. And like Bethesda are here, but they're not doing anything on site. They're doing something off site. So it's kind of not the same because they're doing a difference, right? It's really, it's really, really weird. But but granted, they're also not showing anything. They're just. Yeah, so Bethesda is just a themed room. They've got a bar in the city and they've taken it over and they've made it look all cool. Yeah. And that in itself is pretty awesome. But like, you're not going there, you're not going to play Redfall, you're not going to play Starfield, you're not going to play Elder Scrolls 6. It's not going to happen. But yeah, it's interesting. So what's your thoughts on the event in terms of what's here on offer? It has been, if you're an Indies fan, it is absolute fire. It's so good. The, 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 the indies that are on offer this year have been great. I got to play tons, tons of games. But I didn't really play many of the big name stuff. Like, you did most of those, and I think the biggest game I played was Street Fighter. The rest of them were all indie games. Yeah, pretty much. So, so I... Because obviously, what I like to cover is I like to cover the bigger games. That, that's what I find to be more exciting. Um... Mostly because a lot of them come to PlayStation, but a lot of the indies don't. Uh, so yeah, in terms of what what we checked out, like so I I played uh, Alone in the Dark, 
Um, so that's the new, the remake of the uh, old 1992-93 original. Um, it's a behind closed doors, a kind of like a little, little booth, uh, 10 minute experience. We're essentially playing a prologue, a prologue to the game uh, that's all about sort of setting up the atmosphere and some of the characters and some of the world. And it's very interesting. So you play this, you play this small girl, um, and she's she's making a mask with paper mache, and then she's literally pulling, ripping apart this book. Uh, it's called Alone in the Dark, and it, you know, blah, 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 blah. she's ripping it up, building the mask with it, right, which is already in and of itself a bit weird. Um, and then, yeah, you you know, you, you wander around, you head out of your house, you go down to the room, you meet this gentleman by the name of Jeremy, and he's all weird, he's being all paranoid and being interesting. Apparently, they're like, there's a letter that needs to be posted, but he's really self-conscious to think there's a spy and that someone's going to read this letter. Blah, blah, blah. So she's like, hey, I'll take the letter, I'll, I'll, I'll sign it off, I'll send it off for you. This kid's like nine. So she turns around, he's gone. Like, oh, that's weird. But she also doesn't think it's weird at all. She goes, huh, yeah. Classic Jeremy. Classic Jeremy. So then you leave that and you walk and you walk down the hall uh, and then you find uh, this little, this, you know, what is, I guess, a mail room, a little station, office, whatever. Break through, break through a window, get ready to the post, get the letter prepared. Uh, and you walk through another hallway and then there's these statues that are really quite eerie. You're like, oh, that's fucking weird. And then, bam goes dark it goes gloomy everything changes the tone completely different and it's all like swampy and like blue, you know all the dark blues and stuff like that and she's like oh jeremy what have you done which is interesting because it implies that this happens all the time or that she's just weirdly cool with it so like it's, it's a very sort of interesting space and then as you walk down the, the lower floor of this building is all swampy and uh and gross full of water but you know, then this little creature comes out and you've got to try to traverse over it without getting bitten by the creature. And yeah, and then you head to this next area. And as you're standing there, like this big giant creature comes out of the shadows and boom, cut to the title. Um, so it, yeah, it's weirdly setting up. So it's like, it's, it looks to be set in New Orleans because there's a lot of people that have like New Orleans accents and stuff like that. Um, so that's sort of that space, uh, creepy house vibe, which is very similar to what I learned in the Dark and New Nightmare, which is the one that I played the most of growing up, big fan of that game. So having that similar energy is cool. The interesting creatures, like cause this is a, a remake of the original and it looks, you know, it's like remix. There's no way it looked this good on PlayStation. It's not happening. Or PC, it's not happening. It looks fantastic. There were some little jaggies in it because it is like an alpha build. Yep. So as you, you know, as the car pulls in, like when you look down at the letter, it kind of pops in a little bit, looks a bit weird. <coughs> Excuse me. As you pull into this gravel driveway, some of the um, some of the gravel kind of faces in and out a little bit and has a bit of texture problems. But once again, it's alpha. Like this is apparently we're, we're chatting with the um, one of the PR guys there. Apparently, this is like the only time it's gonna be playable. Yeah, like, it's gonna be dead quiet from here on out. So it's pretty exciting to, to spend some time with it. You're implying that they're going down. You're going dark, alone in the dark. Um, do you have any questions about that? No, I mean, you know, you sum, I think you summed it up pretty well. I, I've played the original way back when. I, you know, it's one of the things that I was keen for, so I'm glad I'm glad you checked it out. Um, yeah, and the other thing I played at the Play On booth uh, was System Shock. So it's another remake, um, which is exciting, remake of the original System Shock, uh, which is a cool sort of space... Uh, I don't know how to explain it. Real cool, kind of spacey sort of horror sort of feel. So if anyone has played Prey, Prey was a spiritual successor to System Shock. Um, so a lot of the, at least for me, having not played the original, I'm getting a lot of Prey influences. That's what I'm seeing. That's what I'm getting out of it. I'm like, oh, cool, this is exciting. Um, but for you, because like, we're going to go play it after this. Yeah. So I, sp I spoke to the PR guy and I'm like, is it, 
because I, I haven't played Prey, but I've played the original. I'm like, hey, is this, is this giving you the nostalgia of like, this is what I originally remembered it to be like, but yeah. now. He's like, so, yeah. Like, cause even down to like all the little, um, you know, the little self mods and, and little, uh, what are they called? Oh, the um, modifications. I'm not seeing plasmas like in Bioshock, but um, yeah, there's little things that sort of enhance you, which is which is really cool. Weird creatures on the spaceship. I didn't see the demo all the way through. Did kind of get distracted, and I was like, oh, cool. I think I've seen enough of this. I'm going to play it. It's fine. It's, easy. it's an easy win. But um, but uh, yeah, daughter's hit me in the butt. Uh, lost my train of thought but yeah like it looks pretty cool it's interesting I play it on PC that's pretty fine but yeah no, I'm excited to see that whenever it does come um, come to the PlayStation but yeah you'll go check that out after this yeah have a bit of taste on it um, yeah you mentioned Street Fighter so we both played Street Fighter yeah so we we went over uh, at the time it was just one of those hey no one's in line let's let's, let's quickly jump in yeah uh, so Street Fighter has I think it was six or eight characters. It was eight playable characters. Uh, so I think four of them, four of them were old school, four of them new school uh, from memory. So we did the classic Ken Ryu, mm-hmm. and then opener. I played Gao. And Go uh, that was that was good fun. I won that one. Then we, mm-hmm. we picked two new school guys, and Ryan absolutely kicked my ass. That was fun. But uh, yeah, we, we you, left it at that. We did. We, we decided a third wasn't needed. Yeah, we we decided uh, that the tie was the way to go. That way, no one had any hurt feelings. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But uh, damn, that game looks good. It does. It it's um, you know, we we were sitting there that for a while. We're just like, hey, let's let's just not do anything. Let's have a look, look at the background, the draw distances, how well animated the background was. You know, we're, we're sitting on the. Uh, uh, I think that for, for the life of me, this mass beat. I'm, I'm swear in every single uh, Street Fighter game. Yeah, it was like a bat- there was like a air hangar. airport. Yeah, air hangar thing. And there's You're just like, taxis oh, no. yeah. driving in the back, like super far in the background that you can just see and. Everything looked crisp as the the button inputs for the combos were absolutely fantastic. Um, we were both using DualSense controllers, mm-hmm. which was awesome. Felt yeah. like home. It did felt good. <laughs> uh, but, but yeah, as a, as a as a you know, my fighting games have always been Tekken or or Mortal Kombat since you know Street Fighter on the Super Nintendo. I haven't really played much of it, but this this may have won me over. I yeah. think this this may be may bring me back into the Street Fighter family because. I, I actually had a blast. See, mine most certainly wasn't that. Um, I I didn't I didn't have that that feeling. Right. Um, so for me, it yes, it looked really good. It was clearly an alpha build as well. It was like zero point one one something yeah. build. Right. It was very early days. So there were some sort of minor textury things, like some of the beard on the character was kind of like it does that weird little mm. uh, the anti-alias thing's not quite there yet. That's fine. It's an alpha build. I'm not being picky. Um, but yeah, so we looked at we had a look at the, at the backgrounds because with Street Fighter being on that 2D plane, I'm curious on what they have in the background. So with Tekken, you, you, when you can sort of move in a relatively 3D space, um, it's still side by side, but you can sort of pivot back and forwards. But yeah, as you said, like there was a flag in the background, and the way it moved in the wind was like really good fabric sort of uh, uh, design quality. I can't think of the right word. Brain so I can dumb. Uh, physics. That's what I wanted. Good like fabric physics. So it was pretty tight. Um, but yeah, so for me, it felt quite floaty, even though the, the character I played on the second one, he did hit a lot harder, but it didn't feel like he hit harder, you know what I mean? Just, I, felt, I still felt like I was sort of spamming and pressing buttons and not really uh, actively achieving something, if that makes sense. Yep. Just kind of like, do-do-do-do, and then I just happened to, to beat you or punch you really hard or stuff like that. So it's, it's not for me, and it's, I will likely not 
um, transition into uh, into Street Fighter from my love of Tekken. So Tekken 8 looks great for me, and like this looks really good too. Don't get me wrong. Um, it's just it's not quite there for me. Now we only did see the versus mode. There was none of that story mode or anything that the game is currently being marketed around. We didn't play any of that. But uh, yeah, I'm glad that you're interested in it because you sort of key this and that's probably really the biggest title on display here to, to this week. yeah I think so yeah so that, in terms of the big ones that was pretty much it and the only things that were left over were the likes of, of your indies so I myself having not played a lot I, I went over to the Devolver booth uh, they had two games on display they had uh, Angerfoot and uh, 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 Gunbrella so Angerfoot is uh, it's, it's interesting it's this Hotline Miami in first person, but with with the kicking of Bulletstorm. So you, you think about that, and it's exactly what it is. So yeah, it's it's all about fast movement. It's the time to kill is so quick, whether it be from yourself or, or the enemy. So like you know that you might ta they might take two hits and then down. You might take two hits and you, like or you, pretty much two hits is it. Mm. Like even you as the as the main character. Like in the same way Hotline Miami. If you get hit, you're fucked. So that was kind of a lot of fun. And it's, it does have, a, it, it's very clear got this weird, uh, weird story to it in mind. Because the, the main beat the is like, the, the main beat is your, your pair of shoes got stolen and you've got to get them back. Because everything's about feet in this game. You're sitting on the couch, um, eating popcorn, with, eating your popcorn with your feet, drinking wine with your feet. Um, it's pretty cool. You, you, you did check this one out. Yeah, so I checked this one out as well. And uh, yeah, exactly what you said, and, you know. The levels are very, you know, they're essentially, it's essentially a corridor shooter. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you just, uh, you do have access access to weaponry, but at the end of each level, you get you essentially get a, a score, like how, how fast did you do, how, how fast did you go, did you kill all the enemies, because um, sometimes the path branches and you don't have to kill everything type thing. Did you do foot only? No, that was that was one of the that was one of the things that come up at the end of the level. It's like foot only score. So just so you, so you get like a bonus for just booting people, because uh, you know, it, it, like in most games, there's those red explosive barrels which you can kick at enemies. Uh, some enemies throw weaponry at you. You can kick those back. Yeah, at so them. someone like throws a grenade, and you like, dunk. And you just so, you know, back there, there is there there is the option to go foot only, uh, and they do reward you for that, which is awesome. Um, you know, being the main thing of the game I mean, it's literally called ang angry foot anger foot angry foot yeah that no, was great and you, you 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 checked out gumbrella i i haven't had a chance yet yeah i kind of want to go play it again actually so gumbrella it's the side scroller uh little pixely game it's it's got this weird sort of western uh, like western feel like not western the country as in cowboy western uh it's got a, a sprinkled little rpg elements in there mixed with uh, a design that looks very much like like a uh what was that not gun bros what was it called oh the the playstation plus Broforce. 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 Yeah, it's a lot like Broforce. Broforce. um in a very like a slightly more stylized version of of Broforce. It's like Metal Slug. And yeah, like kind of like Metal Slug. Yeah, yeah it's probably the, best, probably the best example. So the idea is you've got a big shotgun and the conditional to, or an umbrella gun and the umbrella is, is not just a weapon, it's also a traversal mechanic. So, you know, as you can use it to block bullets as they come at you, you can also use it as, as a dash. You can also use it as like to, a jump to sort of Mary Poppins your way up through the level. Um, and as you sort of meet characters in the, in the little demo, you have a chapter and they'll give you a series of quests and you just keep moving your way to the right, sort of stuff like that. Um, but yeah, it's all about, you know, going and achieving some things and bringing them back, go and collect this, go find this person. So 
it's a very cool little platformer. Um, I'm very intrigued in it, and I do hope it comes to the PlayStation because um, I'll be playing the absolute shit out of it. Now, I do believe both of those are, do have demos on Steam right now, so if you are interested, you can go check them out. So they're probably the ones that jumped out to me the most um, from that. Before we get super into the indies, the only other game that I played, I think it was Project Sonic. Cars 2. You actually. are? I did play Sonic, but Project, I think I played, Pro, I think it was Project Cars 2. I jumped on Isn't one of those. Isn't it I, I Project Cars 3? Was it 2 or 3? I don't know. I can't remember which one. I played a racing game in a racing sim thing. Oh, nice. And okay. it turns out I can't drive for shit. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, I suck. So it was restricted to, because the line was massive, it was restricted to two laps only. And um, the guy's like, the gentleman who running the booth is like, hey man, do you want uh, auto or manual? I'm like, look, I'm, whatever. Whatever whatever you got set up is fine, I'll, I'll just figure it out. And he's like, okay, manual it is. I'm like, yep, cool. So I'm sitting there in my, in my little buggy and you know, paddle shifting like you're supposed to. And I'm like, fucking suck. Like, granted, I drive a car that has, you know, five, five gears. And this motherfucker had like, 50 <laughs> so um, you, you are like you know Fast and the Furious and like, these corners. like I, I spin out on like the second corner because I suck and I was going way too fast and I'm, I'm readjusting myself and the guy's like you know you're going the wrong way right like yeah I'm just trying to get back on the track so let me get to the track and then I'll turn myself around do this sick burnout and then just go and I'm off Second lap was way better than the first. Yeah. So, you know, once I got the ha- once I got the hang of it, because you know the whole thing's fucking shaking every time I hit a bump or it was fun, mm. but it's super not me. Like yeah. I, I wish I was good at those kinds of things, and like I love the idea of them, but in practice they're just no good for me whatsoever. Yeah, yeah, I, I didn't do it because of some motion sick, so I didn't try. <laughs> it's pretty easy. But uh, the the other main the other the other main Sonic. one was was Sonic Frontiers. Um, so they had a they had a, a little booth. There was a Sonic the Hedgehog running around taking photos with people. That was mm. awesome. Um, it has left me pretty sour, <laughs> in all honesty. Um, I'm a I'm a huge Sonic fan from like way back when. You know, I played one, two, and three on the on the on the uh, the Mega Drive. I played Sonic Adventure one and two on the Dreamcast. Absolutely loved those games. So that's what I was hoping going in because Sonic Frontiers being a one of those th- the newer 3D versions of Sonic mm-hmm. and it's just not that it was it was weird so you know obviously we got a very small vertical slice of the game and it's like hey explore this area do some some of the little questy things so it's you know push the buttons in the right order and unlock the door in front of you and then it was kill this enemy to get an item to unlock the next door in front of you it was very simple stuff it was a lot less platforming than a Sonic game should be mm-hmm. um and again, you know, this is a very early build. Well, I would hope it's an early build. The game comes out in a couple of weeks from memory. It comes out in a month. Yeah. Just over a month. And like, I fell off a magnetic rail. The rail that you're supposed to skate on, that you're not supposed to fall off of, I fell off without having a, like a button press to, to jump off it. It was weird. Weird. Um, I got stuck inside a wall at one point because as a tendency of, of mine, I try and break things when I play them. Um, I got stuck inside a wall just before a death zone so it wasn't respawning properly um, but yeah it was just it was it was strange it just it didn't feel like Sonic I had weird graphic issues where like it, the grass wasn't rendering in properly on the island and it was just it was rough That's and it's problem. and I, I really wanted it to do well um, but yeah I'm not I'm not left feeling promising from this. Yeah, I, I, I didn't even try because I thought I'd have the same thing. I, like, I don't have that solid love or history with Sonic anyway. Look, we can tell we're getting tired. We're going to start leaning on this table now. I've been standing for three days straight. I'm fucked. 
Um, but yeah, so like I, I, I didn't check it out on purpose. But the, the things that, that you probably enjoyed the most out of this weekend uh, would have been probably some of the indie games you played. Yeah, so I played a fair few of the indies that were here. Um, I was lucky enough to, on Friday morning, interview uh, the developer for uh, Nightcrawlers. Nightcrawlers. Uh, so that was one of the indies that I checked out a few times, actually. I got to... They, at the time, they were running a multiplayer version of the game that he had just got working the, at midnight the night before. Yeah, he was like, hey, I just finished that. <laughs> so basically, this is a the multiplayer of it anyway was a PvPVE arena. So essentially, you get put in a battle arena, a wall comes up in the middle of the screen, and you have three minutes to kill as many mobs as you can to level up. Uh, on, upon level up, you get to pick uh, one of, uh, I believe it was three cards you which were given as an option, and they were essentially like gain more health, gain more crit, gain more attack damage, attack faster, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at the end of the three minutes, the wall fell down, and you kicked the crap out of the other player. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, it turns out I sucked at this de- this game. Both times I played the multiplayer version, I died within the first three minutes, which means your level completely resets. So both times I was severely underleveled against my opponent, and uh, yeah, it was 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 rough. So what was really gnarly about this, and, and it sucks mostly for, for us, uh, is that it turns out while I was not around, uh, Max decided to have a battle uh, with Ash from the Platinum Explosion from the Explosion Network. Uh, about so this was essentially going to be who, who the winner will be crowned the number one PlayStation podcast in Australia. Uh, I wasn't aware of this, and then Max lost. So, well, what's um, what's worse? You haven't even heard the worst part of it. The worst part of it was, not only did I die with three seconds remaining, you were and the three minutes. Pardon? You were winning up until that moment. Weren't you? Ash had already died. <laughs> then how? So, how? so he 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 died early on. Yeah. And then respawned and regained his levels. Right. I died and. The respawn timer was long enough that I didn't get to respawn before the door dropped because I died so close to the end of the three-minute mark. So he was only level four, but I was level zero. Okay. okay. So it was, it's even worse. I had that. I had a massive advantage. I, at one point, I had an eight-level lead, mm. and then yeah, at the last three seconds, I, I got killed. Brutal. By the mobs. And then, yeah, Ash just proceeded to... Like, it, was, it wasn't too bad. Like, he didn't completely destroy me. Mm. But, like, it was rough. At one point, he actually nearly knocked me out of the map, which, <clears throat> which turns out was a bug that we found for the, for the guy. So he went home and fixed it. Oh, what a ledge. <laughs> Good to know. Um, but, yeah, it was, it was great fun. He was, he was lovely. We'll have, a, we'll have a video up with... with it's probably already up. I, we, it's already out. Be, that is, no, this is going to go up first. Um, no, so it's, yeah, it's about first. This, there, there will be a video of, of the interview that I had with, with him, which was absolutely fantastic. Uh, the, other, the, the other one that we played, or one of the other ones that I played, was a Halloween Valentine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I interviewed the developer for that, Jacob. Uh, he was lovely. It's this cool little um, puzzle rhythm game, um, which was awesome. I played that on... Uh, that's coming to... Uh, I should mention Nightcrawlers is coming to everything. Uh, they're, looking at, they're looking at uh, launching next year. Uh, this one, a Halloween Valentine, they're looking at launching around 2024 from memory, back end of 2023, early 2024. Mm-hmm. And that is also planning on coming down, right? 
Yeah, so that was a moment, cool bit more of a little cool puzzle game with, yeah. a, with a cool kind of spooky gothic thing, which was fun. Uh, very inspired, like, music played a massive role in the game. So with Jacob's history in the music space, for him this was uh, sort of a way to combine the two things and sort of, you mentioned there was a lot of sort of haptics and uh, sense, like, feel that came with playing because mm. um, like, you do things to the beat. Yeah, no, it was it was it was awesome. Like I, I was lucky enough to watch someone play before me, so I kind of, kind of knew what I was doing going in. Um, but yeah, it was it was awesome. It's available on. I think you can yeah, wish list it already on Steam. Yeah. Um, it's also coming to Switch and, and all that. So that was awesome. Uh, I tried out a few of the other smaller indie titles. Uh, I had a look at Dark Web Dark Web Streamer, where you essentially play as a streamer. And you, you you are buy shit off the dark web that the uh, about the occult. Turns out the occult is real, and you've just got to try and get as many viewers as you possibly can before you die. Okay. Uh, it's all AI generated, so it's different every time you play it. Uh, all the all the like the um, the people that you engage with with your stream all have different personalities, all AI generated as well, which seemed really really cool. Um, what else? That does it? sound quite dumb. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what else did I check out? Um, uh, Sigil? Yes, uh, Sigil of the Magi, uh, which is basically a turn-based combat, uh, endless, like a, a, a roguelike runner. And um, so picture uh, Slay the Spire, because it's got a Slay the Spire style map where you pick the direction you're going to go and you, you only go down that path of the tree. Uh, it has the different encounters similar to Slay the Spire where they're not all combat. Sometimes, um, you know, it's a uh, like a puzzle encounter or a, you know, this happened, so, so pick something. Uh, it's also a deck builder, mm. but it's also a turn-based tactical combat style as well. So that Very was super, super up my alley. Um, I also checked out, uh, I think it was called The Signal. It was a real-time strategy game. Uh, it seemed way too dense for me, way too many mechanics. It just, the, the, the gentleman there was trying to explain everything to me and it was, it was unfortunately going in one ear and out the other. It was just, it was so dense. It's just, it definitely wasn't a max game that required way too much thinking on my heart, on my part. What about you? What did I think you the only other thing that I checked out was Camped Out, which is available now. So this has been a game that we've played since, like, what, 2018 packs? So we spotted it uh, a while ago. Actually, I didn't spot it. So Buddy, Buddy Watson was spotted. He's like, this is the best fucking game in the world. So he has actually been a big advocate for the title. Uh, and, yeah, so that's finally out now. And so they've had it here as, pl- as a little playable. And I was able to see a bit more of the game. Mm-hmm. I had a dis- first discussion. I was like, hey, because we follow each other on Twitter. <laughs> and we were just chatting. And I was like, man, this coming to PlayStation, yeah? He's like, oh, man, yeah. Because, look, look, after chatting to Buddy, and he's talked about how important trophies are, uh, yeah, if it's, if it's come, when it comes to PlayStation, or if it comes to PlayStation, um, it's got to have to have trophies. I'm like, sick. Perfect. It's exactly what I wanted to hear. That makes me happy. But yeah, other than that, I didn't really jump into into anything else. It was just uh, yeah, it was a bit more of a social event than I than I originally think. I got to play some cool things though, and I and I'm, I'm glad I played Street Fighter. I'm glad I saw Alone in the Dark, uh, System Shock, stuff like that. But it is a bit disappointing. So I guess we'll have a bit of a chat about that. So as I mentioned, like none of the big hitters are here, and it's really weird because I think there's a couple different reasons. I I don't think COVID played a role. I think the the financial restrictions or challenges of post-pandemic life is playing a role. 
Because um, like PlayStation were here in some capacity. They had like the Claw Strider, the, the big statue out in the hallway. They had a Kojima Productions. Well, it's not PlayStation, but Kojima Productions, like Connected 2, um, had a little uh, ARG sort of thing out in the hallway, which was cool as well. But yeah, no real major presence. And none of the booths really had... PlayStation. That was all PCs with Xbox controllers. A couple like Camped Out had PS4, PS4 controllers for some reason, which I ain't mad about. Um, but yes, it's it's interesting. So whether it's like a test the bed because they didn't want to, they couldn't financially make the risk before coming here. Whether or this is the thing that you and I were discussing, whether they didn't have anything to show. Like yeah, PlayStation have God of War. God of War went gold literally this weekend while we were here, but. If they don't have a playable demo, what are they going to do? Like last time they just had a little booth and you could go and watch a video. Imagine like the the PR or the public the public response of them turning up with that versus to them tur- not turning up at all. It's much rather to turn And like I don't it. think they would show anything different that we've already that we haven't already but seen. But yeah, it, anyway. it has to be playable. If they're coming in it has to be playable, right? Or my my original theory was that we're going to come here with PSVR 2. Because oh hey, it's Fed. Hey, <laughs> how long you guys got? Uh, a little bit longer was that? Um, so they want to pull down the booth at six. Oh, we'll, we'll be done in we'll like ten. Done, we'll be oh. done by six. Good. <laughs> yeah, cool. There you go. We said it's right at the tail end of Sunday. We're like the last people to use this space. So uh, yeah, we're gonna be we're gonna pull this whole thing down, which is nuts. But uh, but yes, so. Yeah, it's one of those big, one of those big things. Like, if, I thought they'd have PSVR two here a little bit, uh, seeing as it was a Tokyo Game Show, seeing as it was Gamescom, but yeah, they had nothing, absolutely nothing. And like Nintendo weren't here at all. Like, we bumped into Nintendo PR people, and they're like, "Yeah, no, we're not here at all." Because the only thing coming out right now is Pokemon Scarlet, Scarlet and, and Violet, and Violet. And that's like a couple of weeks away. Yeah. Um, but yeah, apparently uh, that they are being super tight about it. Like Pokemon Company are being super tight about it. They kind of locked it all down. Which is unsurprising considering how many leaks and sh- shit has happened in yeah. the past. So. And it's one of those things. Like and the the fervor at which that game would get if it was here. Like our previous Paxes, Paxes, Pax I. Hmm. Uh, like when there's been Pokemon, it's been nuts. Like that's the that's the longest line. That's the craziest booth. It's it's fucked in there. So that it make, it makes sense to me. But and then Xbox, as we know, like they, they don't have anything right now. No, but you know, Game Pass is sprinkled around. Like a lot of the PC places, that are, a lot of the PC booths that are here have Games Pass written on them. Like, hey, True. you know, check it out. We've still got staff. We're still doing things. Yeah. Um, but yeah, nothing, nothing new. Yeah, do you have any thoughts to say? Because like, even like, yes, yeah, Ubisoft, or like, Ubisoft were here in some capacity. There were some behind the closed door stuff for Skull and Bones. Um, yeah, 2K weren't here at all. Activision Blizzard, like not even Call of Duty was here. Uh, call, the new Modern Warfare 2 was playable at the I think it was a Logitech booth for like an hour and a half yesterday mm. and that was it yeah exactly Yeah, like they normally have like big Call of Duty booths um, Overwatch 2 I'm pretty sure had something running at one point yeah but they the went down for down. maintenance because it was using US, US time so it went down for maintenance in the US overnight but right in the middle of a convention day for us yeah so yeah not much um, I think I, I can't remember who said it I think it was a tweet somewhere but basically if you're a PC fan this pack was pretty cool yeah. If you're a console player, wasn't that great? Yeah, it wasn't that much for us. I think it was, for me, being a first timer here as media, it was kind of a nice shallow entry, which was awesome. Um, it did make things a lot more manageable. Uh, unfortunately for us, it also means there's a lot less content that we could have made around it. Yeah, it was a bit harder sense. for us to sort of to get the stuff out, but we still tried. 
Hope you enjoyed. Oh, we were luck. We were lucky enough that the people that we did interview that were on the indie side were like, "Hey, they, we definitely want to make sure this t- this comes out on PlayStation." So that was awesome. You know, at least in the future that that you know hopefully we'll be heading over the, uh, across to the space that we work in. But it's just yeah, it's just one mm. of those things. Yeah, very much. Like, like you said, it was very much a social packs, and and that was to a degree really good as well. Yeah, that most certainly was really really good. But yeah, we probably should wrap. We probably should wrap this up so they can pack down this building. Uh, this little, little little room that we're hanging out in, um, but yeah, no, it has it has been good to be back. It has it's been as this is the this is the most socially open packs I've had. Like previous years, I certainly didn't go out drinking and having fun, and and I still had fun, but you, got, you know what I mean. It wasn't the same. You kissed a lot of hands, shook a lot of babies. Yeah, cause, yeah, kissed a lot of hands, shook a lot of babies. It was a it was a pretty intense couple of days. Um, mm-hmm. Got to finally meet some PR people in person that I've been speaking to for a while and. Just sort of you know good and as fun like, like example like fit it was really great to work with him for for the first time so we've chatted for a while um and we did a we did young and the wrestlers today we did, brought that back for a bit of fun um yeah no it's just it's just it's, it's yeah it hits differently this year and it's it's good it's good like i'm running my brain is hard slowing down i can feel it like i'm trying to pull the words out of my face and they're just not coming we might have to wrap this up but anyway that has been our PAX Australia 2022 I hope you've enjoyed all the videos that have gone up or that are coming up Um, it has been yeah it's it's been a good it's been a good week big good weekend Max send him home well everyone you know the drill this PlayStation conversation happens every Monday morning at 8am Australian Eastern Daylight Savings Times on those podcast services including Apple Podcasts and Spotify and 9am Australian Eastern Daylight Savings Times on those YouTubes but once more, if you'd like to join us in future conversations, check out our socials. Facebook, Discord, Instagram, Twitter, all of those links can be found in the description below. If you want to join the conversation as it happens, head over to twitch.tv slash thepropcultures, where you can watch us record this show live, where you can jump in the chat and become part of the show. If you want to support the show, you can. Tell your friends, tell your family about this PlayStation pod. If you are listening on podcast services, be sure to give us a five-star rating and a written review. If you are watching on YouTube, be sure to like, subscribe, leave a comment below. I endeavor to answer every single comment. And if you want to support it financially, you can at patreon.com slash thepopcultures, as well as our merchandise store, but of course, the Comstack shop, where you can buy shirts and other assorted shit with our logos on it. But until next week, I'm Ryan Betson. I'm fucking tired. And that was for the players.